0: Welcome back once again to Borat Club, where we have just finished our 35th viewing of the movie Borat, and even just thinking that we've done this 35 times now, it just, Ryan, it's got me asking, you know, uh, in in the words of the great uh, the great Jerry Seinfeld, you know what's the deal with borat club you know why are we doing this like
1: (laughs) okay so that's what we're leading with we're we're leading (laughs) we're leading uh, with sort of an an existential (laughs) an existential inquiry into why uh this podcast is still being produced that's always yeah always good always fills me with a very strong very defined sense of confidence Niall, yeah. What what is the deal with Jerry Seinfeld? I do feel like Mr. Seinfeld cropped up a couple times during our watch this week of everyone's favorite Wes Anderson Todd Phillips joint production Borat. Mm. Why why do we have Seinfeld on our mind? What's the what's the deal with Jerry?
0: I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really remember. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Me neither. I have no idea. I think. Uh, I think, if I'm remembering right, we were talking during the dinner scene, and he made the joke about the guy being retired, and I was like, uh-oh, Sasha's being a little problematic, oopsie. Oh, yeah, that's And right. then, I think you said something along the lines of, how long is it until SBC has his Netflix special hashtag problematic, and just goes fully, fully Seinfeld on the world of stand-up comedy. And I said yeah. I, I wasn't sure that that would happen. I think that he's he's a very odd man. Uh, SBC. He's. I think he he's he's very aware of where he sits in the cultural consciousness. He's very aware of the fact that he is slowly becoming less relevant. But I I don't. See him as the kind of person who would ever be like, "Oh, what's up, snowflakes?" Oh, damn! I-, I said, "Gender is is two things." Damn, does that piss you off or what? I think he's just more like the kind of person who genuinely thinks the kind of comedy he makes is doing like some greater good to the world, and so yeah, I think so. It- it's hard. It's hard for me to see him as someone who's going to come out and be like, "Hey, ah." Uh, oh i said i said a naughty word aren't you aren't you mad you liberal college kids so who who knows jerry seinfeld jerry seinfeld is just on the docket tonight somehow 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 somehow. certainly there
0: yeah and i feel like you know the way we started off uh tonight makes it seem like this was uh a pretty bad experience this week but it really wasn't you yeah. know like i think we we did pretty okay um
1: i think it was fine yeah it was an I okay think it watch was fine yeah
0: I, I think really the the problem uh is that i'm rapidly forgetting everything that we like talked about <laughs> um because uh-huh. like you know we're recording this on a friday night i'm straight home from work and i'm tired and like yeah
1: I just had my big world world emoji day thing. You, you did, know? yeah. You yeah. Know, like
0: only still even awake right now because I drank like a double shot of espresso before we started
1: the watch. Uh, and, like,
0: yeah. And I, I, like I'm sitting here being like, okay, we need to get through all the things we remembered as fast as possible. But like in in the time since like we started talking about Jerry Seinfeld, I remembered something we were, we spent a lot of time talking about and forgot it. Which tells me that like this is.
1: <laughs> Let me run through my my mental Rolodex because I feel like we talked yeah. about a lot during this watch, but but not a lot of it actually had to do with the film Borat. I, I I talked about World Emoji Day. I said that I was done playing Deadly Premonition two until they patched it. We talked about Jerry Seinfeld we talked about the plant burger i ate during the yeah, during the watch of the film which was very good if yeah. if by if by some godforsaken chance that someone listening to this show does live in Austin, Texas i highly recommend trying plow burger a really stupid name apparently stands for plants lead our way but um come on Anyway, it was a it was a fine burger. We talked about that. We talked about Whitney Houston, post-9-11 pre-death yeah. of Whitney Houston. Yeah, We did. We I didn't take any notes. Uh, we I, I remember one thing that we talked about was kind of definitively saying that we, we seem to establish a binary on this show a lot where we have to pick between Borat and Azimat. But yeah. the true choice here is obviously Linnell, right? Yes, like if you is, have totally. if you have to pick you just you're just like oh Lanelle, of course she's she she loves fun she's hip she's happening she knows where all the cool spots are in town she is probably not racist probably does not promote slavery like Borat does probably mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. does not have some weird thing about taking pictures of women on the toilet so i, I you know I, i'd say Lanelle. Probably, probably better yeah 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 what a, what did we talk about? Oh my god! I feel yeah, like, like uh,
0: there, there was definitely something that we spent like a good ten minutes talking about, and I came in like five minutes ago. I was like, okay, we got to talk about this, oh! and I already f- have like forgotten
1: oh! it. No, 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 no! I remember we we started having a conversation about how we, we were talking about how well we knew Borat, right? Like how well we knew yeah, this we movie, were. yeah, and we started talking about what do you think the threshold is for the two of us on being able to recognize Sasha Baron Cohen in public in disguise? Yeah. That's That's, it, that's it. what
0: I was thinking of. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that was like, I feel like from like maybe when he gets to like the TV studio until like maybe, uh, like maybe, maybe like the, the, um, bed and breakfast sort of, we kind yeah. of, spent sort of discussing that idea of like because
1: i definitely feel like i remember it during the rodeo scene maybe yeah yeah
0: yeah i yeah, I, I definitely remember the, the, it the that, time the that time the like,
1: timeline itself is 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 not as important what's important is niall yeah how if i if i timed you how long do you think it would take you to recognize sasha bern cohen in disguise doing a bit in public that was not Borat or Bruno, like like a new character, like something entirely new. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I I think the the obvious conclusion that we both came to was we'd probably recognize pretty pretty quickly immediately. Because... Yeah,
1: all you have to look for is is a six foot three man who is uh, saying something racist in a funny in a funny voice. You're like, oh, there he is. Yeah, there he is. Fucking fucking clocked you. Yeah, I I just really think that. We we missed out on the chance to have Sasha Baron Cohen do sort of like an Austin Powers type movie. I mean, I guess the uh, I guess the the chance is always still there, but he's such a talented character actor, Niall. I feel he? that he is doing. I I feel I feel <laughs> he's doing the world a disservice by not releasing a film where he plays multiple parts at once. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I mean. He he was born to to be the next Eddie Murphy, right? Like he was born to be the next. Mm. Uh, what's that guy's name? The Medea guy, Tyler, Tyler Perry. Uh, Tyler Perry, yeah, Tyler yeah. Perry. You know that, that kind of person who plays multiple roles in a movie. Like it it just it just feels right, you know. Like it just feels like we need to have Borat and his son Borat Junior. and uh. his cousin Bruno and Bruno <laughs> Jr you know like we, we we need like a sort of clumps style <laughs> um, movie where he's playing like a whole like wacky eccentric family right like like I, that's what's next for him
1: it's really funny that we hit this conversation topic this early in the show because as the show was ending I actually had a similar idea that I wanted to talk about okay, here okay. We have definitely talked in the past multiple times about the Borat Jack and Jill sort of thing. Yeah. Where it's it's Borat and Borat, it's him playing, you know, himself in a lady version. But I came up I, I had this hit me like a like a flash of lightning, and I'm kind of surprised I hadn't thought of it before. During the Virgin Media scene where he goes and meets Pamela Anderson, I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, he's here. He is so in love with Pamela Anderson and all these people, all these like preteens and like 20 somethings and 30 somethings here are are obviously infatuated with this woman. Correct. Yeah. So I think it's a, I think it's a lost opportunity for this movie to not have Borat be about to talk to Pamela Anderson, but then the movie reveals in the last stretch, a second Borat like character where oh. suddenly borat has competition for the for the love of pamela anderson
0: that's really good i really like I that thinking, as an idea
1: yeah like like he's there he's there in line for pamela anderson and then he looks up and oh my god who is it, it, it it's 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 fucking it's fucking trogdor from the other kazakhstan news station <laughs> oh my god what is he doing in america oh shit he's going to steal pamela anderson Borat <laughs> Borat has to stop him. Now
0: is, is Trogdor also played by Sasha Baron Cohen? Yes. Okay, great. Yes, Perfect. Absolutely.
1: That's that's what made me ask you about the uh, Jack and Jill thing because my idea was that he would be Sasha Baron Cohen, like another Kazakh journalist. I can't think of another Kazakh name off the top of my head, but he would be there. Maybe I've been watching a lot of Hannibal. Maybe mm-hmm. he would have kind of like a chemically treated blonde haircut, like sure. Eric Andre. Yeah. in that one season, and he would be just as annoying, just as like awful. And Bart would be like, Azamat, Azamat, look, it's 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 fucking Jimmy Joe from Kazakhstan, channel channel ninety eight. Fuck, he he followed us all the way here. I just think that like." So much of Borat is based around the core idea of Borat sort of being both the protagonist and the main source of antagonism for himself. You know, yeah, yeah. I I I would love to see him actually have to fight against some external force, like the unstoppable force meets the immovable object. Mm. And maybe maybe that's another Kazakh journalist. Maybe it's Bruno. Who knows? Maybe Maybe there's a Borat Bruno crossover. Maybe
0: that's how they introduce uh, Bruno into like the. SBC cinematic universe of sorts but mm-hmm. you know like I, I like you take this idea of this like rival Kazakh journalist I really like the idea that it's like the hotshot, like award-winning like serious journalism boy from Kazakhstan who's been like he's the one that the government has sent uh, uh, like knowingly across the states right to like do a big piece whereas Borat's like just do the smaller piece or whatever you know like he's the one who got the like mm-hmm. prestige gig here and like he's the one who wins all the awards and he's like uh, he's like a real person in not not a real person but you know what i mean like he's like yeah he's like yeah, the upper he, crust guy whereas borats the like down on his luck a loser or whatever
1: absolutely i think this is a great idea i i do think that they should make at least 3 more borat sequels <laughs> And I do think it should be a lot like Austin Powers, where oh. every movie he does play one more additional character. <laughs>
0: oh god, yeah, fucking. In the
1: in the th- in the third film, he will just be fat bastard. They will just <laughs> plagiarize that character <laughs> yeah. from the franchise.
0: I'm I'm fucking surprised that they didn't. I'm surprised that he and Mike Myers have never worked together. I don't think right. Like they seem like
1: I I I doubt it. I think the I think the thing about Mike Myers is that. By the time Sacha Baron Cohen was becoming a thing, 2006, Mike Myers had already largely retired. Not retired, but like... He was on the downswing, yeah. He was on the downswing, and he had turned to doing mostly animated stuff. Like, that's when Shrek was like his big thing, right? And then Love Guru came out, I think, in 2011, which is really...
0: Love Guru was, was it early, earlier. Than it was. That? I think Love Guru was like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Because I feel like I was in high yes, school. Yes, Love
1: Guru was two thousand eight. Yeah. Um, okay. So two thousand six, he would have been in the film Home. Mike Myers, which yeah. was a documentary about immigrants or in New York City residents. Mm-hmm. Before that, Mike Myers was in Cat in the Hat and Shrek Two. Fucking and Cat then in the Hat. After that, it was. <laughs> After that, it was Shrek the Third, The Love Guru, yeah. Then his uh, cameo in Inglorious Bastards, then Shrek Forever After, and then basically nothing until 2018. So, he he was definitely on the way out by the time SBC came around.
0: Yeah, you know, it it could have been a real you know chance to pass the torch. You know, The Love Guru seems like a perfect opportunity to get Sacha Baron Cohen in there because that movie's extremely racist, and Sacha Baron Cohen loves playing racial stereotypes like it's Mm -hmm. you know it it just seems like you know two ships passing in the night i guess you know like they they seem so perfect for one another but you know do we do we know like has there ever been any reports of like because mike myers is like a notorious control freak right like he's notoriously difficult to work with like yes does does Sasha have a reputation as being, you know, a real prima donna, real hard to work with, or is he, I is don't, he generally... I, don't,
1: I really don't know. I yeah. feel like, just with the style of Sacha Baron Cohen's comedy, it always seems like he's more willing to go along with what people yeah. are, like, suggesting or improvise. Let me Google Sasha Baron Cohen's set behavior.
0: Yeah, I guess if, you know, it's... For a guy that's, you know, made his living, I guess, primarily off his improv, he's probably fairly fairly easy to get along with and work with, I would imagine, because you kind of have to be, right? It's not like Mike Myers yeah. where he's scripting it and he wants it all done, like the Mike Myers way or whatever, so...
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm Googling Sasha Baron Cohen's set behavior, stuff like that. I'm not getting any results... Sure, but that okay. may also be because I'm getting a lot of articles where it's like Sasha Baron Cohen's behavior is way out of line he he did this racist sing- along and oh my god sure. so who knows but he he that's always the problem I run into with Sasha Baron Cohen you know I don't want to give credit to celebrities because obviously I think celebrities should be held to different standards like they mm-hmm. should be mm-hmm. accountable and you shouldn't idolize them. But at the same time, I always get the feeling that Sacha Baron Cohen is probably a pretty okay person to get along with, even though yeah. his, his ideas of the world obviously suck ass a lot of the time. <laughs> so who knows? Who, who fucking knows? He, he
0: strikes me as, like, fairly amiable, if a little snobbish, I guess would be the way I would put it, you know, like...
1: A little egotistical.
0: He seems to be, like, you know, the type of very well-educated, very, you know, like, upper-crust Brit that, you know, like, mm-hmm. that sort of, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, academia, like, intelligentsia liberal kind of background. You know, that, like, I, ju- I just kind of wonder, like, how down-to-earth he would actually be or if he's, you know lived in such uh, you know luxury for the past 15 years or 20 years or whatever it is that he's just like no longer has that grounding of what it's like to be a normal person you know like
1: i can i can definitely see that i'm looking at his background his father was a clothing store owner his uh grandparents uh one of them was a ballet dancer uh, and we do have this. He was educated at this is the this is the worst thing I've ever had to read at the Haberdashers' Asks Boys School, an independent school, and then he uh, studied history at Christ College, which is apparently a, a constituent of Cambridge. Uh, mm. So he graduated with upper second class honours and wrote his thesis on the American civil rights movement. Interesting. So, He's definitely, I, I think that's why he gets away with a lot of the sort of social movement kind of stuff that he does, because he obviously is very educated in that sort of stuff, which is why we, we've had this discussion before, but I just can't, I can't reconcile this man who is out here, you know, doing all this, like, educational work and, you know, doing fucking civil rights kind of work and then coming out and making a film like Borat. Yeah, yeah i think you're right i think part of it may just have to do with his sort of disconnection from from things to have this idea of comedy and be like oh i'm exposing these people but at the same time i'm just making a making an actual ass of myself so who knows
0: yeah i don't know um I'm, i'm sure he is generally pleasant regardless i just yeah just don't know if he's still got his <laughs> his feet on the ground, so to speak, as as, as with respect, to, like the plight of the common uh, person. Um,
1: yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to talk uh, too much about what no. Sushburn Cohen is or isn't like in real life because no, I think
0: it's because we don't I know. think
1: it's fairly. We first of all we don't know, and second of all, I think it's irrelevant to the yeah, uh, text is. of of Borat. It is, but uh, you
0: know. What is relevant to the text uh, of Borat Ryan is a little note that I don't think we actually talked about because I think we were uh, busy discussing your burger or whatever. But um, <laughs> uh-huh. I, I just at like at the opening of the movie this week, I just thought a little bit about how much like I feel kind of. I guess, sympathy for some of the villagers, you know, in his hometown. For, oh, absolutely. Four, four of them, like, in specific. Um, his sister, his mother, Erkin, and Doltan. Like, I, those four, I feel like, get it so bad, right? Because, like, his mother is, like, this clearly old woman who's extremely frail, doesn't really seem to be totally like aware of even what's going on Uh and he's making like jokes about her age and everything the woman who plays his sister you know it goes from having to make out with him to immediately an incest joke to immediately a joke at the expense of sex workers you know that sucks uh doltan is a guy who for real has one arm and has to suffer the like indignity of having a fucking rubber dildo shaped like a fist strapped to his arm to high five sasha baron cohen yeah um and then urkin who like he has to, he, he not only has to be stuck with forever being the guy who was the town rapist in borat but yeah. also is like told like he's also like we're, we're told that he also fucks animals you know like yep it's
1: it's not like, good
0: those those four people I just like as it was unfolding, I was just like, man, I fucking <sighs> the like fucking indignity that sasha Baron Cohen has put on these people and like forever mm. saddled them with, but like man, I don't know, it just it sucks for them, especially right
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely i I agree one hundred percent, I think that uh. I think I'm glad that we are on what episode 35 35 which, yeah which means we have 17 more episodes <laughs> 17 we, more I promise you I promise you I will we, we talked about this last week I don't think I'll ever watch this movie ever again if we if we come back for it I will but there's there's no way I did want to mention I was looking at Sacha Baron Cohen's Wikipedia page as we normally tend to do on this program Sure and I was unaware that there is a two-part television special called Borat's Television Program, yeah. which is a, a two-part compilation spinoff of the Ali G Show. Mm-hmm. It includes clips of Borat and Bruno from the show, as well as new and unseen interviews. Nile, I do think we're going to have to watch these two these two episodes of this thing and oh. discuss that in the final stretch. I I, I legitimately think that. Our last two episodes of the show are watching Borat's television program and then watching Bruno, and then we never have to think about SBC ever again.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean the the thing is, right? We're gonna have to find
1: it. Um, That's true. It's it's probably on YouTube or something. Let, at let this me point. let me
0: see Borat's television pro. Oh yeah, here it is on YouTube. Well, here is Bor- television program Borat part one dot avi, uh, which is ten <laughs> minutes long.
1: Oh uh, um, okay. There's two episodes, uploaded. so it's like it's like an hour of content.
0: Yeah, here's here's part two dot avi, which is <laughs> both of these have um have a green filter over them as well. Okay, there, there is that. a play there is a playlist of eight parts for uh, Borat's television program, So um, we'll get to we, it. We we can you know let me just let me just bring up this playlist here and see uh part three part four part five part six seven so it's a seven parter and then at the end it's uh throw the jew down the well ah um, oh, wonderful the, great so yeah great. really glad um, i have
1: that to look forward to yeah
0: all of these except one appears to have a green filter over it which is great
1: <laughs> um that's that's really good actually
0: the the one that doesn't uh, shows him interviewing someone in the back of a limousine as uh, as Bruno as what i assume is Bruno cuz he's got like frosted tips and everything but it do- like the clothing and stuff is identifiably Bruno but like the like face and hair isn't quite there yet um, for what i guess we would we would know Bruno <laughs> as uh, we would think of as being Bruno yeah.
1: yeah
0: yeah but uh it's great to know that most of that at least is fucking up on youtube uh sasha if you if you're listening we would love you to put a copyright strike out uh on that real quick uh, <laughs> i will i, I,
1: I, I want to watch it oh I'm, I'm 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 the fucking i'm the fucking you're desperate you're yeah, desperate I'm, for
0: new borat content
1: i am i am the pain i am being stung to death by all these hornets and these hornets all say borat on the thorax just yeah, we, mm, yeah. love love to, love to suffer. You know, that's... speaking
0: of new of new Borat content, we um we do need to watch the DVD and Blu-ray extras at oh, some point.
1: Oh, yeah. we we do, yeah, that's true. Yeah,
0: I, <sighs> I think I we're gonna have else. to watch those like separately, though, because like I don't know how we're gonna like stream those to each other. Otherwise, no, you know?
1: we're we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have a have solo watches of those. Of those, yeah. Ugh. Oh boy, Ugh. what else? What else do we have to talk about this week? I I don't. I didn't really come up with any other sort of talking points, I'll be honest. Uh like I said, we can talk about the plant burger I had if we really want to. <laughs> we can uh we can talk about Sasha Baron Cohen has not done anything in the last week, so we, we no, don't have to he worry hasn't about actually,
0: that. No. Um I feel like we did talk a little bit about like the, the reliance this movie has on like it's shock humor coming from two vaguely middle eastern men shouting in a foreign language at each other you know um specifically with like regard to the uh the nude fight scene that we can't seem to never not talk about but um,
1: (laughs) it's like a black hole it just it just it's inescapable it is like it's the set piece of this film it
0: is it's the centerpiece um yeah like
1: I, 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 and i get, again
0: like i think that's what brought us to our uh discussion on uh when uh, when Whitney Houston passed away but uh somehow that those two things uh, linked together i don't
1: well well, quite remember well how. i i said we were watching the thing and it was the, it was the bit where they're running down the hallway into the elevator and, and i said it's pretty telling it's very dated of this movie to note that so much of the like humor or at least the shock of it in person like during the filming relied on these two you know like like you said people yelling in the foreign language and you said you you made a uh, you made a point like oh you know it's that's how you know it's post 9/11 and that lit up the snaps in my brain that brought up uh, I Got Depression where he says he wants a oh, post-9-11 yes. pre-Death of Whitney Houston style beat. That's right, yeah. And I we, we talked about Whitney Houston for a hot minute, but... We did, we did. Not, not a whole lot.
0: Rips to Whitney Houston. Um, mm-hmm. One of the greats, truly. Uh, the only other note I have here is... And I guess this kind of ties back into um, like us talking about jerry seinfeld and the likes um i made a note about like how delighted sasha baron cohen must have been at that dinner when the guy said he was retired because yeah it, like he it's just like giving him license to be awful and say oh you are you know and like make a bunch of jokes about disabled people or whatever um mm-hmm. and I'm just fucking sick of Sacha Baron Cohen's face. I, I'm sick of I seeing think, him. I,
1: I think we're just tired of it. Yeah, we we had a pretty we had a pretty uh, extensive discussion about this last week. I think. Yeah, i I've kind of lost myself in reading the uh, plot synopses of the episodes of Who Is America. Mm. Uh, it does list his characters, one of which is OMG Wizboy, OMG a Finnish YouTuber with an unboxing show in which he interviews guests while opening new collectible toys. Despite Ugh. his childish and goofy presentation, he frequently makes comments suggesting his support for fascism. Great. that's great. It does seem like the first episode starring uh, OMG Wizboy was uh, in part directed by Nathan Fielder of Nathan For You. So that's wow. uh, that's great. His only, his only episode credit for the entire show, Nathan Fielder... Daniel Gray, uh, I don't know how to pronounce that last name, and Dan Mazer are the three directors mm. for this episode. Mm. Written by like nine different people. Susberg <laughs> Cohen, Anthony Hines, Dan Swimmer, Dan Metzer, Lee Kern, Adam Lowett, Brian Reich, Kurt Metzger, Eric Notarnicola, and Matt Lucas. So they took all those people to write one, one episode of his show.
0: Yeah, I, Matt Lucas is a... Um have you ever seen little britain you ever
1: i'm aware of it. that i i've yeah, seen you, i've seen someone play the shovelware video game adaptation of okay <laughs> yeah
0: M- matt lucas is uh is one of the two dudes from that he used to be on like uh like this like surrealist like british game show where he used to play an adult baby basically and he used to play the drums he was like the scorekeeper um okay dreadfully on funny man um certainly seems that way yeah very 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 bad speaking of who is america i actually was reading up on it uh during the week because we talked about it last week uh because when i was editing last week's episode like uh, i had said something about like thinking that it didn't do great and i looked it up and it didn't do great like it was pretty much critically panned i think really yeah i think the i think the viewing uh numbers for it were like in like the 300,000s, which I understand to be quite low, um, for US TV, uh, okay. uh, apparently has at best like a middling, uh, Metacritic rating, like it's, it seems like it didn't do great, um, so even like critics were, or are, I guess, turning on him, which is, uh, really something, I think, so,
1: yeah. Yeah, I'm reading the, uh, reviews here, and this person says, In the premiere episode, there were three weak uninspired pieces and one that was a solid hit. How much you want to watch this show will depend on how you feel about that ratio and how much patience you have for how funny Cohen thinks he is. Mm. Ooh, well, well, well. That says
0: a lot right there, I think. says a
1: lot, a lot. Yeah, Mm. uh... I will always remember the guy that when we first started doing this told me that he was a comedic genius for uh Oh yeah. <laughs> for this, uh, when I went to that party or whatever. Just a, just a hell of a lot. I am now looking at pictures of OMG Wizboy and um,
0: Is it just PewDiePie? Is that is that it?
1: He's he's got like a he's got like a very Dana Carvey energy to him. Like he looks like, he looks like a character from Master of Disguise. Let me uh let me send you this image really quick. I've, yeah, uh, I've got one pulled up. Then he also has his like anti-terrorist, like counter-agent character who looks like Henry Rollins, which I think is really funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, his his, uh, his Mossad agent. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one. That's one of the um, bits I saw when I tried to watch that show, and it was very very bad.
1: That's uh, the uh, that's the one that person said was good in that review I read, where um, where he does the gun control thing.
0: God the. So I'm looking at this picture of what's called OMG Wizboy Um Uh huh. Like, imagine like his like his face is like two different skin tones, right? Yeah. Like it, <laughs> Yeah. It's they put so,
1: some sort of horrible makeup. It's on so.
0: Him. <laughs> it's like the worst prosthetics that like you could ever. Like I've seen student films, I've seen trauma movies that have like better prosthetics than this. Yeah. You know, like I don't I don't know how you like if I, I don't know who this guy is with him. Um, but like I don't so know how you. Joe, sit down. That
1: is Joe Arapio, the famous uh, either Arizona or New Mexico sheriff who okay. was an open okay. fascist and uh, put yeah, prisoners okay. like out in tents yeah. and shit like that.
0: So like. I don't know how, like, even somebody like that, unless he's, like, so blinded by racism that he can't, like, see anything else, like, would sit down and not immediately be like, this is somebody in a this bad a wig up. and, <laughs> yeah. like, bad makeup. This is this is dreadful. You know, like, I, I could probably do a better job with prosthetics, and I have never done it in my life. You like,
1: probably could. I'm going to be honest. Uh, not, not too difficult once you get the hang of it. Yeah. He's got like, he's got his Mossad agent who has like this horrible like jawline which I really like. Yeah. He's he's got this like square Henry Rollin's head. Yeah. But uh oh yeah yeah.
0: Yeah, the that's another thing about it, right? Like his prosthetic work and his like facial makeup and the way he goes into you know disguise or whatever. It always looks so shitty that like it's you know, it's not like in Borat where it's just like, oh, he got a like, he let his hair grow out and like grew a mustache, and that's like all he did. You know, this is like—it's bad. Don't know. It, it's, it's just, it's, it's it's just David parking so master of
1: disguise.
0: <laughs> it's so uh, unconvincing.
1: No, it's not convincing at all. These are—I get the feeling that the kind of people he interviews, like these very far right, like like police officers, sheriffs, whatever they are, he. I just get the feeling they don't interact with people like the kind of person he's trying to be in this in this fucking scenario. So I I, I do feel like there's a little bit of leeway in that sense. But at the same time, you're right. Like in the one with the uh, in the one with David Clark, the other the other sheriff, um, it's not as bad where he has like the pink shirt. But the one with yeah. Joe Arapio, you're right. Like the top half of his head is a completely different skin tone than the bottom yeah. half, which is it's it's awful. It's a,
0: like yeah. <laughs> the the only thing I can assume is that they told these guys that he was he was like actually PewDiePie. <laughs> like that's the only th- that's the only thing I can think of that these guys would not like immediately. I mean, I I, I have to be giving these two dudes way more credit than they deserve, right? Like. I don't know. Like, it's just impossible as a normal human being to see him here and not, like, immediately be like, this is a 45-year-old man trying to dress up like a 23-year-old Scandinavian YouTuber, you know? Like, it's (laughs) fucking, like, I don't know. It's, like, even the way he's dressed is, like, so like nobody dresses like that right like
1: Uh, like i mean he's he's,
0: okay so in the first one he's wearing like a hawaiian shirt right like you have but like yes like his the hair and glasses and shirt like it doesn't fit as a cohesive outfit like in the second one he's wearing like a like a wears waldo shirt with like checkerboard overalls (laughs) like nobody dresses like that you know like i
1: think i think i think the second one is a little bit more egregious with the checkerboard overalls yeah And, and the first one he just looks like a fucking like nickelodeon game show host or something like that like very yeah very ostentatious but if you were if you were hitting these people up and you're like oh i'm a quirky youtuber or whatever i feel like that is within the realm of possibility but like especially when these people's perception of like what these kinds of people are like is so exaggerated, right? Because these are the kind of people who are like, oh, Antifa's gonna take your kids to college and make them suck dick and, you know, burn down the government or whatever. So, who fucking knows? Like, like... Sure, but... I I, I just can't put the pieces together.
0: (laughs) But, like, even then, he's clearly 45 years old in these pictures. Yeah. Like... yeah you can like you you can tell he's an old dude like he's a middle-aged man like it's just oh i don't know i i don't fucking know i don't know how anybody could think like this is funny or relevant comedy i don't know how anybody could be fooled by this but fucking apparently they are you know maybe maybe like i wonder right like i wonder what the like pass-fail ratio is for this for him. You know, like, how many interviews does he set up with these kind of people that go wrong? You know? Like, yeah. we, like yeah. we know he didn't get Rudy Giuliani last week, but we also know from, like, reading about it <laughs> that, like...
1: You said that like it was anybody
0: a- in the world would have figured out that it was bullshit like you said but that like, like
1: it was it was an assassination attempt like uh, he didn't he missed him he didn't get rudy Giuliani.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah but like you know like how often do you think like because it, it has to happen right that like he he has gone as these types of characters and people have like immediately been like you're some fucking comedian, or you're Sasha Baron Cohen, or you're Mike Myers, you know, or, yeah. or whatever. Like, you know, like, it's just... I don't know. Like, I feel like anybody who is even remotely paying attention to him would immediately just snap that, like, okay, it's, it's somebody... Like, even if you don't know it's Sasha Baron Cohen, would
1: mm-hmm. just, like,
0: immediately figure out that, like, this is somebody fucking having a joke here, you know? Yeah. I just... I don't know.
1: I agree. I'm giving people there's too much a, credit. There's a bit about the filming of the series uh, right at the front where he as in February 2017, Baron Cohen reportedly attempted to film at the Warrior 1 Guns and Ammo shop in in Riverside, California. The store owner was reportedly told by the show's crew that they were filming a documentary about a Hungarian immigrant wanting to buy a gun. However, when Baron Cohen entered the store dressed in character, the store owner recognized him and said, You're Borat. (laughs) After being identified, (laughs) Baron Cohen walked out the front door. (laughs) So it definitely happens. Definitely happens.
0: I I really like the idea that, like, (laughs) anytime somebody, like... Like clocks him. He just like fucking turns around and runs out. Like, because <laughs> we know what happened with Rudy Giuliani. It happened with the with this. It happened uh, apparently six or seven times with the nude fight scene. Like, I I love the idea that just like as soon as he figures out the game is up, he just like is like I gotta get the fuck out of here before police come or whatever. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just, I ugh. I would I would love to be a fly on the wall to see how he films this bullshit yeah it doesn't mean i'd enjoy it i just want to see it (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) you want to see how the nuggets are made or whatever you know
1: i do i really do i really want to see how how he gets into it how he like goes out and does it Maybe, maybe if there's another Borat thing filming or another SBC thing filming, I will try to get a job on the camera crew for that, or like oh. a, holding a boom mic because I think that would be incredible. <laughs> oh.
0: yeah, let us let us fucking be on the crew for his next project, whatever it is.
1: Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Is that we're going to get this is this is how we're finally going to be duped, Niall. Somebody is going to message us saying they want to be on the show, we'll vet them, it'll be great, and then at the very end we'll realize, oh my god, it's him. (laughs) It's Sacha Baron Cohen, he's duped us. He's infiltrated our show, and he's made fools of us all, but uh, I I think he probably does not know that this show exists.
0: (laughs) I I wonder if he could infiltrate the show I, I guess this is our challenge right yeah, to this is challenge. And try like infiltrate fucking Boras club you got like 17 weeks or whatever 12 weeks or whatever it is mm-hmm. like fucking try us you know yeah like, try us i you
1: know, think uh, I, I think you're right i think we are like undercover ops like counter counter sbc operatives Oh. Can immediately recognize that, that, him in any situation.
0: That, that, remind, that reminds that me of another thing we talked about: the idea of like, like, what if Borat was like a Jason Bourne style like spy yes. thriller? Like, yes, 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 just like dudes trying to track Borat, and he's like, or even just SBC, and he's like changing into all his like disguises and rig outs and just like trying to like evade people just like a globe trotting adventure trying to track down and murder borat
1: <laughs> <laughs> i do like that like a jason Bourne meets master of disguise kind of yeah 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 i'm be- i'm thinking a lot about master of disguise today i may have to rewatch that sometime soon yeah. i just think it's like i just think it's like one of the closest cultural touchstones to borat right? Because it's another, it's another comedian who kind of overshot his cultural appeal and everyone just kind of realized was maybe not actually as funny as they thought he was. And right. With, with SBC, that didn't happen until much later, but with Dana Carvey, that movie was just so immediately bad that he never was in a movie ever again. As far (laughs) as I know, he was in, he was in, he has a cameo at the beginning of Jack and Jill but that was like the first thing he had been in in like ten years. I-, I I just think that like there's a there's a pantheon right there's a pantheon of of comedians of Mike Myers Dana Carvey like SBC <laughs> there are these these comedians who are doing this kind of like character humor and that sort of thing. Who who else can we put on this list? Are there any other like? Um, notable multiple character actors anymore like Eddie Murphy doesn't really do that kind of stuff anymore um, uh, I'm, I'm
0: trying to think of like you know um, like people who would have been like especially in the in like the comedy realm right because like I feel like that's such a like sh- short-term thing for a lot of actors you know where they kind of get big in comedy and go away real quick mm-hmm. uh you know i guess you're talking like your your nick swardson's uh from bucky larson uh what you know sort of adam sandler's punching bag for a while there when he wasn't talking to rob schneider uh-huh. um you're talking dax Shepard. um uh you're talking dane cook uh Matthew Lillard to a certain extent maybe Matthew know.
1: Lillard is good though Matthew Lillard, Matthew is, Lillard a, is is good, a good though performer. and he's kind of
0: had a resurgence right but like he yeah. his he comedy the- work certainly falls in in that sort of um, sort of Dane Cook, Dak Shepard, like yeah. early, mid-2000s, like, sort what of. Have,
1: what have I seen Matthew Lillard in? I've seen him in Hackers. I've seen Scream, which is obviously really good.
0: He was uh, Shaggy in Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo, obviously. I think he's still voicing
1: Shaggy, right? He is. I, I think he is. Um, The most recent thing he was in was uh, Twin Peaks The Return, and he was incredible Interesting. in that. Like, yeah, he yeah. plays him... Um, he plays this, like, middle-aged principal character, and he's, mm. like, all the performances in that series are stellar, but he is uh, one of the most memorable, like, side characters in that whole thing.
0: I, I mean, speaking of Twin Peaks, Michael Sarah, he would be one of those types yeah. of
1: actors, right?
0: Um, yeah. You know? I, I, I just me- don't...
1: I just don't know how much mainstream appeal there is anymore for movies where one person plays multiple characters, I guess is what I'm getting at. And that's not necessarily... Sure, yeah. That's not necessarily what happens in Borat, but I, no, I just but feel like it's a similar similar sort of vibe.
0: Yeah, I feel like, really, Tyler Perry is the only one out there doing it these days, right? And, like, even when he does it most of the time, it's like, he's mm-hmm. playing Medea, and he's playing one other character in the movie, I yeah. think, mostly. I've only seen, like, one or two Medea movies. Um, not my real like, Yeah, um... I feel like he's... Yeah, he really is the only one that I can think of off the top of my head doing it. Because, like... Yeah, he he really is, like... Because, I mean, there are a handful of people who, like, were doing it, like, as sketch stuff on TV or whatever. But, like, a lot of that stuff was self-contained stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I I don't know of anybody... Yeah, like, there is nobody doing the Eddie Murphy clumps thing anymore. Like,
1: really. <laughs> Should I, I, I watch not, the
0: clumps? Not, no, you shouldn't watch the clumps.
1: It's, Are you sure?
0: Uh, I mean, I haven't seen the clumps since I was a kid, but, like, it, I don't think it's going to age in a way that's very funny, honestly. Oh, no. Like, those movies it. were made for young audiences, like, in the 90s. Like, I doubt they've aged great.
1: So, so here's the thing. Nutty Professor 2, The Clumps, was made yeah. July 28, 2000. Uh, it has a uh, mixed reviews from critics, a, a Rotten Tomatoes score of 26%. And Roger Ebert called the film racuous and scatological, but overall proved oh. to be very funny and never less than amazing. So Roger Ebert wow. was a big fan of The Clumps.
0: <laughs> well, I, I mean, you know, maybe you need to give it a look after all
1: yeah he that yeah, was like you know i i love ebert's writing i think he had a very good grasp on like being funny but also being very firm when he needed to be but he was a man who had some very 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 weird hills that he would tend to die he, on with he the did he, wrote yeah. about. <laughs> he did uh, he
0: he had he had some he had some opinions and you know in in many ways really we're sort of like the Siskel and Ebert of Borat, if you think about it. You know, mm-hmm. Um,
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So yeah maybe, which... maybe that. Maybe that's like our long-term future is we can just replace those two guys. Like, get us on TV. <sighs>
1: that's such an ambition. You know, I yeah. feel like I feel like everybody who does anything movie-related wants to be Siskel and Ebert. But I will. I will admit openly that I read a lot of his reviews when I was in high school. Yeah, and I got did too. That's what got me into writing for the school newspaper and doing movie reviews and stuff like that. So I do yeah. have, I do have Roger Ebert to thank for that. Thank you, Roger Ebert. I am uh, I'm very very happy with the review that they did for Baby's Day Out. If you've ever seen that from their I, yeah, TV show, I, it's classic. <laughs> it's yeah, really good. Yeah, uh, I, I just I, need to watch. I just need to watch more Siskel
0: yeah. and Ebert. Honestly, a lot of it is on YouTube. It's it's uh, it's still worth watching. You know, as much as. You know, people in my circle and your circle kind of, uh, kind of have a sort of antagonistic relationship with the later years of Roger Ebert's life, when he seemed to want nothing more than to yell about video games and how they weren't
1: art. Like <laughs> I think it's
0: uh, funny. I I think I do, I do too. I think it's really funny, but I I think his um his film criticism is is genuinely yeah. very good for you know, and and I've always appreciated somebody like that who has weird like tastes and opinions and like isn't afraid to say
1: yeah I mean,
0: like (laughs) did he ever
1: (laughs) you're gonna ask if he ever wrote about the resident evil movies aren't you i already know that you (laughs) are i am yeah let me look because i was gonna say if i ever got hired by the fucking chicago times or whatever i would be i would be the guy who's like yep uh resident evil retribution re-release uh five out of five stars
0: that that reminds me as well. We we found that New Yorker uh, article during the week that like claimed those movies were genius. So like yeah yeah <laughs> we did. We're not alone, which is always nice.
1: No, I, I i know I know several people who are are in like film and film school and stuff like that. So I'm not seeing any any reviews for Retribution or uh, Afterlife or even no. uh, Apocalypse. There is a um one written for the website after Ebert's death on final chapter somebody gave it 3 stars out of 4. Jesus so Christ. God bless. Uh and then we have here we've got a 1 star review from Ebert for the first movie and a half star review from the second movie
0: for Apocalypse.
1: Yeah, Apocalypse. Oh sorry, okay. sorry. I meant the he, there's nothing on the third one which is Extinction. Okay,
0: Extinction is the third one. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, He calls Ah. uh, Apocalypse an utterly meaningless waste of time. No reason to produce it except to make money. And no reason to see it except to spend money.
0: I don't know. I mean, Nemesis is in that movie.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Nemesis sucks ass in that movie, though.
0: He does suck ass. He's awful. You get to see see Nemesis. You get to see Jill. You know, uh, you get that really, like, mm -hmm. like unbelievable like shot where she like comes in miliovovich comes into the church on the bike through the window and like throws it into the air to kill like the fucking monsters it's very silly i i i i will stand by resident evil apocalypse i think it is
1: after seeing final chapter it's better than i remember it being
0: yeah i i honestly think apocalypse is maybe even better than extinction i think i might enjoy it more than extinction
1: Ooh, <laughs> Ooh i don't I, know i don't know about that <laughs>
0: you know i i like the silliness of it you know i like i like how bad nemesis is honestly i
1: okay okay <laughs>
0: We're gonna I, i'm to am a big r- fan of, of her running down the, the side of a building yeah I'm, I'm a big fan of sienna guillory like it's all you know like i don't know but um
1: yeah i just I, I think maybe we should just save this for like 17 we weeks should. from now when we get we to, should, uh, yeah. we, we, get to we, we get to anderson club
0: <laughs> yeah yeah uh,
1: so god oh god yeah. He does end his apocalypse review with this great sentence, which is: "Parents, if you encounter teenagers who say they like this movie, do not let them date your children." Which is a <laughs> <laughs> very cutting, cutting commentary by Mister wow. Ebert. Jeez. Yeah,
0: teenage me would be very upset about that line. Um, yeah,
1: uh, who knows? Yeah.
0: So, before we wrap up, Brian, um, I have one more surprise. Oh God! For okay. You.
1: What's
0: up? Um, you know, and you know, maybe I shouldn't even say this because your birthday is coming up. Um,
1: oh no. Okay. But,
0: so, but something, something you said earlier made me think, uh, I wonder if Azamat is on cameo and he totally oh, is. My God. He is totally on cameo. You can, you can request, uh, Ken Davidian who, whose profile says, yeah, it's me, the fat naked guy from Bora. <laughs> Um on on cameo for the for the princely sum of uh 92 euros. I'm not sure what that uh works out as in US dollars. I would probably assume like 120
1: dollars like, or something like that. Yeah,
0: probably about a hundred dollars. Um so if you want if you want a shout out from Azimat, uh you can get
1: it, I guess. I kind of do is the thing. It would cost $105 <laughs> in United States money. Nile can we get him to cut a promo for this podcast? Will he? Will he do that if we pay him on cameo? I think that's against
0: the cameo terms of service Son because of at one point, at one point, I definitely like tried to or like looked into getting the LA Beast to, to do a uh, intro for the video game show that i that i'm on um Mm -hmm. and i I remember at the time at least like cameos terms were like you are not allowed to use this recording for you know whatever um Mm -hmm.
1: maybe they've changed
0: it but i i would really like to to see if we can get uh azimat himself to give a a shout out to borat
1: i would die oh my god i would i would pay a hundred dollars for that (laughs)
0: You should, yeah, I, I love the idea of paying $100 to, like, ask him to shout you out, though. Like, it's just fucking... It's very funny. Even, like, hey, can you shout out my podcast? It's about Borat. We talk shit about you, like,
1: all the time. <laughs> I think I think we've been a lot kinder to Azamat than we have to Borat on this show. We have. Uh, I don't think I have anything else to say about the movie. No. I, I will s- I, um... Oh, never mind. I was going to say there was a um, I was going to say that there's a Borat uh, review on Roger Ebert but it's actually a it's by Jim Emerson, published on November 2006, so not actually written by Ebert, and the title is Borat Patriot Games, a 4 out of 4 star review that begins with the phrase Very nice, I like Borat very much So there you go there you go.
0: I just typed Borat into Fiverr, and there is no services that are Borat-related on Fiverr, which genuinely surprises me. Yeah. I I, 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 I gen, genuinely believed that you could spend five bucks to have some guy in a Borat costume be like, wow wow it me, Borat, listen to Borat Club, or whatever, you know, so...
1: That'll be me. I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll get you the, uh, I'll it. get the suit. You on could do, and it. do it. You have
0: the suit. You have the costume. You made it. So yeah, get yourself on Fiverr, Ryan. Get make some make some fucking money.
1: Apparently, Sachbear and Cohen played the lemur in the Madagascar movies, which I did not know. The one that says "I like to move it, move it." If you remember that mm. piece of cultural mm. uh, detritus, that was that was our boy SBC.
0: He's 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 everywhere. Is the thing about. Sasha Baron going he is he's everywhere and he's nowhere you never know where he's going to turn up and you know when he does it's going to be uh just a great time (laughs) just a great time
1: and you know what Niall this podcast has been a great time
0: it has it's been fun and you know Ryan you also do another podcast um would you like to tell the lovely listener uh where they can find that
1: Absolutely. You can find my other podcast at Emojidrome on Twitter or just search Emojidrome on any place you get your podcast. We talk about a different emoji every week. I don't think we had one last week just because Sylvia's been moving. We should have mm-hmm. another one up soon. Uh, we may be doing something for World Emoji Day. I don't know. Probably not, but <laughs> you never know. <laughs> it's, uh, it's goofy. It's fun. We, we hit 100 episodes so we're moving on up in the world. Nice. Uh, And if you want to find me on Twitter, I am on there at CurseGoat, one word. I post stupid shit and I make art sometimes, possibly. Uh, What about you, Niall? What are you up to?
0: Yeah, um, I do video game stuff over at videogamechoochoo.com. You can check that site out for podcasts, videos, articles, reviews, all that stuff. We have a really good crew over there. do not have a personal uh, social media account, but you can follow Borat Club on Twitter, at Borat Club. I um, actually thought about putting us on Im- on Instagram, but it would just be me tweeting <laughs> like pictures of Borat every day, and that's not what anyone wants. Uh, if you, if you uh, would like to get in more long-form contact with us, then uh, through Twitter, uh, you can email us at boratclubcast at gmail.com. Uh, as always, we would love it if you would send us your opinions, your thoughts on Borat. You know, if you have a dream about Borat, you know, please let us know. Oh. Uh, if, if if you encounter Sacha Baron Cohen out in the real world, please, please let us know about that. Um, yeah, um, if you enjoy the show, and we hope you do, please tell a friend, leave us a nice review wherever you get your uh, podcasts. We're not part of a network. We don't advertise the show anywhere uh (laughs) you know like we the only reach we really have is word is word of mouth um and we really do appreciate it when people uh let others know about the show um Mm -hmm. and yeah uh until next week ryan and episode 36 of borat club 36 watches next week uh
1: Thirty-six. Gotta about
0: do it for
1: us, and uh, we'll see you next week. Take care. See you next week.